Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Lovely to have your company. Thanks for joining us on our podcast. I've just been to the supermarket mm. and I've discovered something that I, I think I, I don't think's good. You always have incidents happen to you at the no, supermarket. No, this is an incident. This is just an observation. I walked into I, I, I go to both. Mm. I, you know, I'm non-denominational. <laughs> Coles and Woolies. <laughs> yeah, Catholic and uh, church. Yeah. So uh, I went to Coles and, and Woolies is exactly the same. Um, the fruit and vegetable uh, section has been taken out and replaced with chocolate Easter eggs. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Well, chocolate Easter eggs and hot cross buns, <laughs> where the where the veggies and the broccoli and the cabbages and the lettuces the hot and the cross banana. buns have been there since December twenty five, haven't they? Yeah, they have. <laughs> but now they've taken over the entire oh. store. So uh, you walk in, and where you would normally go and, and get a nice little bunch of bananas, oh, yes, you now get seventeen different Kevin's, varieties of hot Kevin's cross buns. Kevin's been deprived of his half dozen bananas, which are his staple on a weekly basis. Well, the bananas have been shamed. Into the, into the background. Yeah, it's and, just not right, Kevin. And you cannot move in the, what is normally the meat <laughs> and vegetable section is now the bloody chocolate oh, and hot cross bun Kevin, section. I'm so sorry that happened to you. It just well, I I, I mm. don't think it's a good thing. And then uh, it's Clearly. not like it's not like there isn't actually uh, you know the world's biggest chocolate aisle anyway, <laughs> lollies and chocolates and soft drinks and all that sort of stuff. No wonder we no wonder I'm fat. No wonder we we eat oh, too Kevin. much sugar. Goodness gracious me! It's just it's so in your face. And then you walk yeah. around the store, and it's not like they don't have Easter eggs. Mm. Deployed in every corner of the uh, thing. It's it's quite. uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's a wonderful, thriving business. But gee whiz, can we just leave the bloody veggies? Where the Jeez, veggies and Kevin, the fruit you've, should you've be. You've started off. You started off on a bit of a Kevin that, Kevin rant. <laughs> that's right. It's very it's a very controversial oh. topic. Well, we have got a great guest. I got to have. tell you. Oh, Georgie Tunney is the best. From ABC beauty. News Breakfast to now are on the project. Yep, uh, and uh, one of the uh, an absolute star. She's delightful. Now we had her partner, her life partner, and her, her beloved, uh, her fiance. Yes. Uh, on the program uh, on this podcast back in February of 2022. Well, it so. was Valentine's yeah, Day. It was. it was Rob Mills. Yep. And he talked about his uh, proposal to Georgie. Now Georgie talks about the proposal yeah. herself. It's hilarious. So in the interest of fairness, we give the other side <laughs> a chance to put their argument forward. This is like uh, Judge Judy, but uh, a little different. Uh, she looks. She's such a fabulous uh, oh, guest great. and uh, interesting palate that uh, Georgie has got for the kinds of foods that she likes <laughs> yeah. and doesn't like. Yeah, you'll hear about that. Uh, so that's all coming up. And then we will get to our food pile, which uh, this week is, is kind of interesting because it's one of the most unappealing-looking foods Oh, Kevin, pieces it's of a date. My mother loves dates. Really? Yes. Eats them just out of the packet. How can you do that? Well, we've we've put it up for discussion. Now, see, if I walked into the supermarket and there were oh. dates everywhere, I'd be going, no, get the chocolate There'd back. Be a, there would be anarchy. <laughs> so dates, do you like them or not like them? We will find out in our food poll. But before all that, let's get to the wonderful Georgie Tunney from The Project and have a chat to her. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Let's cut straight to the kitchen, Georgie. Are you a, a deft hand in the kitchen? Are you good? No. Oh. No. I would say I'm a, I'm a boil... Or burn water. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes. I love, I love being in the kitchen, but the kitchen doesn't necessarily love me. 
Oh, so there's a little bit of improvement needed in some areas then perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. My, my partner would say that I'm allergic to the kitchen, um, but I do actually really like baking. I'm just not great at the cooking part. <laughs> <laughs> when you're baking, I mean, that's a bit of an exact science because you're measuring and weighing and so forth. So you, you like doing the cakes and, and bickies, those types of things. Yes, yes. I have an incredible sweet tooth, so I always just try and service that. But I think that an actual recipe really does help me. I'm not a let's just vibe it and see because it doesn't, it never works. It never works for me. But, you know, I'm good at scones. I've got a really great brownie recipe. Um, I'm okay at making cakes. I've got to get better just because I want to eat cake all the time. Um, but it, when it comes to even a simple thing like a stir fry, I will somehow ruin it. <laughs> well, it's funny you mentioned your uh, your partner there. I believe it was Valentine's Day last year. We spoke to uh, Robert, your <laughs> your beloved, and uh, and he that day I believe was planning to make you dinner, something to do with chicken. He said that you um you were quite a fan of of chicken based dinners. Oh yes, I love chicken. I love chicken. I'm always um I'm not a great. I love red meat in terms of I love to eat it, but I don't like to prepare it. Whereas with chicken, I'm not too bad at it. And I can actually, um, which sounds weird, but I can actually touch the chicken breast, whereas I don't like touching steak. I don't know why. <laughs> um, it's very, very, uh, yeah, <laughs> very, very contradictory but and hypocritical. Um, but I love chicken. I love chicken nuggets. I've basically got the palate of a four-year-old. I love chicken nuggets. <laughs> um, I yes. love schnitzel. I love anything to do with that. I love a, like a roast chook from the supermarket. Like I've, mm-hmm. I have been on the record before saying that a hot chick from um, chicken from Coles is going to be my death row meal. <laughs> he also said that you weren't averse to uh, the occasional KFC. Oh, I love KFC. Yeah, the Colonel. The Colonel needs to be. I don't know if he's been knighted yet, but he should be knighted. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness me. We should point out your, your partner is Rob Mills. Uh, and now you call him yes. Robert. You never refer to mm. him as Millsy or Rob, which everyone else does, but you're, he's always yes. Robert with you. Where did that come from? <laughs> You know what? It came very, very early on in our relationship, probably like after two weeks of dating or so. I was calling him Millsy to my friend because that's how I knew him. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going on this date with Millsy. And then my friend, it was probably a couple of weeks in, and she had noticed that, you know, my tone had changed and I'd really already started to like him. And she was like, I think we can stop calling him Millsy. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, ever since then, I've, I've, he's been Robert. He's been Robert to me. Not Rob. I don't know why I didn't go with Rob, but it sounds so foreign to me now. So yeah. he's just Robert. And I mean, you've probably told this story several times. Rob certainly shared the story or Robert shared the story with us about how you first made contact. Well, he made contact with, with you via social media. How yes. how did that first uh, seem to you he, when, when that happened? Well, I thought, who is this stalker and why is he contacting me? <laughs> um, uh, it. So he was a big fan of the breakfast show and the ABC and I was on News Breakfast at the time and... He must have just, as he tells it to me, he saw me on TV and thought, one, she's very attractive, two, she seems really smart, and three, she could be really funny, I must know her. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, that's really lovely. But then he actually followed up on those thoughts and then slid into my DMs on Instagram. 
and basically said, I know that you're new to Melbourne. I've also recently moved back. If you need a tour guide, let me know. <laughs> and I had a little bit of back and forth with him for a few days and then didn't talk to him for five months. <laughs> because I'm just so bad at it's not not for any other reason I'm just so bad at dating and I was very busy with work at that time like I'd recently just moved I was doing shift work and I just completely forgot about it to be honest and then it was five months later and he contacted me and was like what's your email address I want to send you tickets to the opening night of my new play um, and I looked up what the play was and it was a Harry Potter play and then my best friend Holly who was living in Melbourne at the time and she was like you have gotta go and so then I took Holly along and yeah we've been together ever since Oh the old I'll invite you to the opening night of my play routine know, the, old, uh, the classic line yes. the classic line fell <laughs> hook line and sinker Yes <laughs> used it, used a lot Hey your your life's changed an incredible amount in terms of uh, your your sort of uh, day clock You've gone from doing breakfast television and getting out of bed at mm. two o'clock in the morning to now mm-hmm. doing the project, and you know your, your day finishes at sort of seven or eight o'clock at night. How has yeah. that changed your eating habits, if at all? Oh, do you know what? It actually has had. Now that you mention it, it has had a pretty big impact. I struggle with maintaining, or I haven't yet fallen into the routine of keeping my energy levels or managing my energy levels properly. I think throughout the day because it's completely new to me to kind of peak at 6.30 when the show's on, right? Whereas I used to be peaking at 6 a.m. because that's when you're performing. So for me, I don't eat until much later, I would say. I'm usually a coffee for breakfast type of person. Probably there's like nutritionists everywhere screaming right now, but (laughs) I'm a a latte, full cream latte gal, which is my breakfast. And then I'm probably not having lunch until, I don't know, like 1 or 2 p.m., which is kind of like my breakfast. And I usually have that as a bigger meal. And then if I eat after the show, it's like, you know, I don't know, chicken probably, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, so it has – I do snack quite a bit, especially in the office. The project office, as everyone seems to be a sweet tooth, so there's always, like, chocolate hidden somewhere um, or there's, like, uh, those Japs are somewhere or those Monte Carlos Arnott biscuits, <laughs> which are amazing. I love them. Um, so there's always I'm, – I'm constantly snacking as well. And then when we're actually on set – uh, our fabulous production assistant, Brad, will come in and bring in snacks as well before we go live to air. So mm-hmm. we're often eating carrot sticks and cucumber sticks, celery sticks, but then also like little Smith chips, um, those mini ones and just whatever you want, hummus and crackers just on the desk so that we don't keel over before the show starts because it is, it is a really long day. Mm, very much so. With those, with those early starts, and you said you you love your uh, your full milk cream milk latte, yeah. or you did to get started with a ABC breakfast. How important is that uh, is that caffeine uh, hit to get you going? Shift work made me drink caffeine. It's made me start drinking <laughs> coffee. I never drank coffee ah. before I started um, working shift work. So it was when I was probably like twenty. 23 or 24 when I just started working in Sydney at the news channel which is news 24 and it was I was doing 4am starts as a news producer and I would constantly volunteer eventually to be do the coffee run because I needed the the caffeine Uh and it wasn't until but before that I was all I only drank hot chocolate okay only drank hot chocolates I didn't see the point of a mocha because I was like why are you ruining a hot chocolate um and but, but once I got that caffeine and I realised that there was actually quite a big difference <laughs> if I didn't have a coffee to when I did have one, 
that's what started, yeah, my um, mild addiction, shall we say, to caffeine. <laughs> well, you're in the uh, the coffee uh, capital of Australia, or well, we like to think so anyway, of, uh, of Melbourne. Yeah. Um, how was that adjustment for you, just, uh, just coming to, to the city and, uh, and finding your way around? Do you know what? It was simpler than my move originally from Brisbane to Sydney because I moved to Sydney and I didn't know anyone. Like I knew absolutely no one. Whereas when I first moved to Melbourne, I still had a base of, I knew in my head, I knew the team that I was working with because I would watch them on TV all the time. So I was like, it was like I knew them. It was like they were already my friends. And then I had a couple of good mates move down from Sydney around about the same time that I moved to Melbourne. Um, and my best friend, Holly, who came with me to the OP night of Robert's show, she was already living here too. We're both, we went to high school together in Brisbane, went to uni together in Brisbane, and then straight out of uni, I moved to Sydney, she moved to Melbourne. So it's kind of like I had that base, um, which really, really helped and wasn't as daunting to me as, you know, picking up my life and moving somewhere I had, I had no one, essentially. Um, and I've found that Melbourne is just, I mean, if we exclude the last three years of a million and four lockdowns, um, there's just so much to do here. Like it really is the cultural capital of Australia, I think. And that's what I love. I love being able to go to the sport and then I love being able to go straight from the MCG to a theatre show. Like it's just my, that's my dream day. Now, we've mentioned your mild coffee addiction already. You've got a couple other addictions we need to we need to discuss. I believe you're in Oh, okay. I, I believe you're a news well, it's an intervention rather than an interview. Um, it's you've got a news addiction and you've got a Taylor Swift addiction. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. I do. It's not bad, is it? If we're looking at, you know, the axis of addiction at evil, those are bad. Could be much worse. Could be much worse, Georgie. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Yeah, I am addicted to news. I do Robert has to often tell me to just turn the news off because I have it on constantly. I'll like be watching the project. I'll be watching ABC News 24, just my constant background noise, really. I'm constantly now on radio as well. I'll be listening to news radio. <laughs> I'm quite bad when you think about it. Um, but I am just always across everything. I always love breaking news. I will always love it, I think. Um, I'm not sure if you can you can kind of grow out of it. It's just ingrained in me, at least at the moment. So I am addicted to news. And T-Swift, I mean, I've been addicted to her since I was in high school and I just adore her to this day. I've loved her when it was not cool to love her. I've loved her ever since. Like, I just, you know, I'm at the point of addiction where she, you know, could probably kill someone and I'd be like, oh, but what did they do? You know, like, I love her. What did they do to upset Taylor so much? Yeah, I know. I was like, I mean, she may have her reasons, guys. Let's think about this. <laughs> so it would be fair to say we often ask people on this uh, show if they could invite anybody um, dead or alive to their uh, to a dinner party. I'm I'm guessing Taylor would be uh, would be pretty high up on the list there. Oh, totally. Taylor would be. But I also um, I'm not sure how amazing the conversation would be to be honest. <laughs> if I'm being brutally honest, because it's like, how would I react? Would I cry? Would I faint? I don't know, and I just want to be cool. So I also don't know what we talk about because I kind of just want to say thank you yeah. to her. If that makes sense. So I don't, yeah, but she would be there. She'd have to be there. And sometimes um, we're, have, we're disappointed, aren't we, by the the real life in the flesh version, aren't we? Oh, I know, I know. That's what everyone's like. like what if you met her and you didn't like her? I was like, well, I still love her music, so I just don't see it as a negative. Like, I'm, will, I'm willing to take that risk. Um, so I definitely have her there. I'd probably have my grandma there. She passed away oh, 10 years ago now, but she would have got a real kick of seeing me on TV. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably get her. Her there as well. Um, and who else? 
I don't know how many people are at this dinner. That's probably a good trio, well, Taylor, my grandma and me. Robert's cooking, so, you know, yes. you go berserk. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> He'd be, he'd be cooking the chicken napkins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd be, be talking to his good friend, the Colonel. Um, <laughs> when, when you talk about, uh, you know, being maybe a little tongue-tied uh, meeting Taylor Swift, you, you've, you've interviewed a, a lot of incredible people uh, as part of your job at the project uh, of recent mm-hmm. times, including the Kardashians. Um, yes, yes. Uh, and I, I, an interview I heard you, you talked about the fact that you actually were impressed by them, but you were surprised by them. Yeah, yeah, I was. I was surprised by how um, genuine they were. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was weird. I wasn't expecting a certain authenticity to them, but that's what what I got. And I had all of them there. It was quite odd. It was like 4 a.m. our time. I was in Sydney at the time, I think. It was when we were living in Surrey Hills, and it was this Zoom, and I was like looking at them. And it was just so odd for me to have – you know, seven Kardashians <laughs> just staring back at me. But then for them to be, yeah, really authentic and genuine and quite warm, which you don't always get via a Zoom interview, but they did have this genuine warmth. And that, yeah, was very surprising to me. Which which begs the question, now that you're in it with the project, you also talk to a lot of politicians and a lot of people in power uh, in this country and in other countries of the world. How do you find them in comparison? Oh, God. Oh, do you- do you know what? I find them also surprisingly warm, which is weird to say. They're, it's odd to talk to politicians before, like mm. in the moments before you go live with an interview yes. because you can actually see they'll show you a bit more of their personality and I find that quite interesting and I'm often thinking why they don't do that during the interview. It's you know? like they, swi- I'm not, they switch yeah. off as soon as you start. The the, the human side that, that shines through, they, they feel they need yeah. to switch that off when you begin the the interview yeah sometimes sometimes and I don't know it could be you know and I, I remember I had this conversation with um the former Liberal Party member Christopher Pine um mm. a couple of years ago now and I said why don't politicians show their personality and he was like in his very Christopher Pine way he's like you don't want that he's like you don't want the personality if they showed you the personality then they just get crucified for the personality mm, yeah and I was like okay yep Yep, I see. I see what you're saying. It's kind of a damned if you do, damned if you don't type thing because we're there, and it's a very Australian thing as well. I think to be like, give us like the real you, and then someone gives them the real them, and we're like, no, pretend, <laughs> <laughs> be who we want you to be. <laughs> yeah, and and social media sort of um adds to the the complications there, does because ah, it's a it's a pylon, really isn't it? If someone does show them a, you a different side of themselves, but I you know I, I think people like to know that other people are, are human and uh, imperfect, and it's nice to to see those sides of people, whether they be a politician or or anyone else. Very much so. I think that was you know whatever you think of her, I think that was part of Jacinda Ardern's success was that she was her and gave an insight into what it was, the human aspect of being a politician put in really difficult situations. Yeah. Yeah. Georgie, I would like to, um, and I know we've touched on this before with with Robert, but I would like to get it from your perspective. Um, I mm-hmm. One of my favourite parts of the interview with Rob was when he talked about um, – how he proposed to you, and <laughs> and there were pies involved. Oh yes. <laughs> Would you mind taking us through your memories of, of that? Your version of the events <laughs> that happened, please. Oh Your yeah, honor. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it it remains one of my most favourite days 
of my life, I have to say, in that cliched mm-hmm. way. I loved, I loved the day itself. But it was completely, everything went awry. <laughs> everything that was planned didn't work out. And I was, unbeknownst to me, thwarting Robert at every turn, which is very us, really. <laughs> if you think about it, I was like, oh, of course this is how it ended up. Um, he, we were moving to uh, Melbourne to Sydney and Robert had booked in like all the spots for us to um, stay overnight on the journey and we were at Mount Kosciuszko and he's like, we'll climb Mount Kosciuszko. Um, he's very sentimental. I call him a hippie, but he's very sentimental <laughs> about things and he was like, if we get to the top of, you know, it's the highest point of Australia, um, what better way? You know, it's a great um, symbolic of, you know, this next stage of our life, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I'll go for a walk. <laughs> um, so then, you know, we walked to the top of Mount Kosciuszko and he's there being like, it's in summer, mind you, so there's no snow or anything. And he's like, oh, so isn't this just amazing? What a beautiful view. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what, what, what could be better than this? And I was like, oh, a beach. And he's like, what beach? I was like, any beach. Like, I was just not, not about it. And he was like, okay, well, she's kind of ruined the mood, so I'm not going to propose to you now. And then he was just reworking in his head. Again, up and up to me. I was just there, like, you know, carrying a backpack, walking around. And he's like, oh, I'll propose to her on the chairlift on the way down. Now, I'm from Brisbane. I've never gone skiing. I don't know snow very well. So I've never been on a chairlift. And I, turns out, I'm, I'm terrified of them. So scared of them. So we were on this chairlift, and Robert kept moving around. And I thought he was being an idiot, but he was like getting, trying to find the ring. Whereas I was like white knuckling on this like death trap, trying just to survive. I was in a, you know, battle for life and death and he's moving around and I was like, what are you doing? So again, ruined that. And then in the end, he ended up pulling over on the side of the road on our highway on our drive to Bollywood <laughs> and then asking me, asking me to get something out of the bag. And um, when I was reaching for the bag, I found the ring just loose, just loose in the backpack. Yep. And I was like, what is this? And then he's like, it's a ring. And I was like, what kind of ring? And he was like, an engagement ring. And then they like, pulled over on the side of the road. And yeah, I'm Then we just burst into tears. But then our first meal afterwards was a, a meat pie. I think I had a pepper steak beef meat pie. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was an amazing sort of me just like crying holding a pie. I just, just think that's yeah. the most romantic story. It's I've a ever lovely heard. story. Who plays you in the movie version of that? <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you know what? It actually, I actually know who it would be because I get, um, <laughs> I get told I look like this person a lot. It would be Daisy Ridley, um, Ray from uh, Star Wars. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We both have very round faces, so I can kind of see it. She's the only one that I'm like, oh yeah, I can see it. <laughs> so, and I'm, I'm assuming Robert would play himself. <laughs> He'd play himself. Yeah, he would play himself for sure, for sure. Or interestingly, I actually just did an interview with this person who I think would play him very well, um, Joshua Jackson. Oh yes, yeah, Pacey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Robert. Li- Robert likes to say that. Um, oh, my doppelganger, and I was like, I don't think you can just give yourself a doppelganger, but yeah. <laughs> so he could, yeah, Pacey could maybe play him. Pacey would be brilliant, he's a fabulous and he's a actor. really yeah. good actor too. He was in the affair. Oh, he was sorry. brilliant in it. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing, and a lovely human. Very, very nice. Oh, there you go. There Love you go. It. Thank you for indulging us. Yes, thank you for that. Now, we, we like to get a kitchen tip, but seeing you don't spend a lot of time in the kitchen, I'm not sure you're qualified to. Uh, do, you, do you have a tip about being in the kitchen and not, you know, ruining everything? Find a life partner who's a really good cook. Ah, perfect. <laughs> there you go. That would be my top tip. My top tip, yep. 
that is that is why that also again because I've got a pal of a four year old put cheese on everything. It works. <laughs> and, and if all else fails, KFC. <laughs> That's it. Keep up the great work on the project, Georgie. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's been a delight. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Thanks. You're listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. My favourite bit of that mm. was when she talked about being on the chairlift. The white knuckle ride of death. I am I am absolutely petrified of chairlifts. I think they're the world's most dangerous thing she described. Here am I, white knuckled on this death <laughs> trap. <laughs> she certainly paints oh, the picture, doesn't it she? It's beautifully done. And uh, oh, poor old Rob, but he was a determined Robert. young man. Robert. Robert. He was very determined. He got there in the end. And my favourite part was uh, getting the pies from the bakery oh. to, to finish things off. Doesn't get more romantic than that. Thank you, Georgie, for indulging. Us Absolutely. That. What a what a lovely couple. What a yeah. what a perfect couple. All right. <laughs> uh, let's get to something that's not perfect. It's our food poll. Oh, Kevin, it's a date. Uh, well, yeah, it is. Well, it's a date. It's it's Why more about we... what you put dates in, not having them as a solitary. No, but food. you you put it up. The poll you put up was <laughs> dates. No, yes. yes or no. So I mean, that would be. Uh, the initial thing is, okay, would I take one of those if it mm. was in a bowl in front of me and put it in my mouth and eat it? Mm. Okay. <laughs> but they do form the base of many uh, wonderful things oh, used as a sugar substitute. Yeah, yep. absolutely. I'm not, not saying Let's that see what, the what the people think, Kevin. Are the people Cherie Dodson, our mate Cherie, says, yes, I have a couple each day to curb my hunger. Well, it certainly puts you off eating. Oh. Terry says, <laughs> Terry says, yep. Dates are yummy. Sue says, no way, disgusting, horrible things. They look like dried cockroaches Vote and a big one, uh, Sue. vomit emoji. Yes. <laughs> Silvana says, no, it's a no from me. Lisa said, is a yay. Joylene says, no on this one. Artie says, I'm on the fence about these. I don't mind dates, but they are a bugger to eat. And occasionally, Kevin, occasionally they break dentures. Have they got a pit in them? They got a. Uh... Well, uh, yes, yeah, they, they do. Have... You have to have them pitted. Okay. They're like prunes. Glenn says <laughs> – they're similar looking too, to be honest. Glenn says a big – or Glenn actually sent us an enormously big uh, yes. 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 <laughs> Rebecca says uh, she doesn't like them just by themselves, but in things like uh, in desserts for people who don't want sugar. Okay. Muriel Cooper says yay. Stephen says yum. Joe says yay. Michelle says it's definitely a yes. Uh, you can make Snickers bars from them. You can indeed. Okay. Madeline says yay. Lydia says yay with mascarpone. Delicious. Okay. Taylor Ann says, look, I wouldn't mind a date. <laughs> oh, oh, no, hang on. Dates? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah no, I love them in a cake, but on their own, no thank you. Yeah, like a sticky date pudding. Oh. Karen says yay. Rodney says nope. Yuck. Jim Wilson says it's a big yay from him. Stephen says, look, sorry, Kev, uh, on their own instead of a chockey, yes, please. Yeah. Dylan Leach says as long as it's sticky and it's in a pudding, uh, he'll have it, but preferably with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. All right. Uh, Sandy Crack says yay. Old Crokey says yummo with peanut butter on soft white bread. It is just divine. Dates what? with peanut butter. Yeah, I did. I, I actually responded to that nasty old croaky if it was actually Elvis Presley was his real name. Uh, Stone Cold Stevie Baker says, me, a yay, but my pancreas says, no. I guess because they would be very high in sugar. No, they're they actually win. really good. I looked you know, it up. I mean, Dr. Google told me. Oh, <laughs> Dr. Well, Dr. Google knows everything. Dr. Google told me that Stone Cold Steve better see a doctor because uh, it's good for your pancreas. 
Well, that's good to know. <laughs> Hope Fabilia says, yay, the best tasting ones in my view are the ones from Israel and Dubai. Oh. The fatter, the better. And uh, will be praline-like in texture. Okay. Candace says, yay. Jane Holmes says, yay. Yes, please. And Rachel says, look, at first glance, an emphatic no. Oh. They look unpalatable and have a gritty, grainy mm. texture. But actually, I think dates t- do taste pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good snacks on the go. They're a whole food. 60-40, yes. Now, that surprises me. I 60, thought it would be closer than 60, that. 60-40, yes. Mm, uh, I thought it might it might lean towards the nose, but uh, there you go. No, I, well, if I'd have my if my vote had uh, been you know counted, it would have been. Yeah, a lot of those vegan slices that you get, um, the base of those is made with medjool dates. Okay. So they're uh, they're very commonly used, especially for things with a caramel type uh, base yeah. as a substitute. Yeah, yeah I, your face is it's all nah, screwed up. Yeah, I know, I yeah. know. I, I I can't say that I'm terribly enamoured with well. them at all. And I'm not that big a fan of sticky date pudding either. I'm not a fan of them on their own, but I, I will eat them in sticky date pudding. I think that's delicious. <laughs> there you go. 60-40, the dates win it. Uh, mm. And that is uh, Food Bites. Uh, once again, thanks to the wonderful uh, Georgie Tunney. Tunney. It's fabulous <laughs> to, uh, to have her. And if you get a chance, go back and have a listen to Rob Mills' version, Robert's version, <laughs> of uh, <laughs> what happened uh, in our February 2022 podcast that you'll Thank be able you. to find. Wherever you found this one, you'll find Rob Mills and a whole lot of others. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week. I can't wait to see you again. That's a date. Can we make it a date? (laughs) Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.